You're listening to the Frame 100 Podcast, a show by Brick Filmers for Brick Filmers. And welcome to the Frame 100 Podcast, the show where a couple of hours might get you a single frame. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 8 of the show. I'm Chris, known as Gold Brick Productions, here with Jared, a.k.a. Dude Brick. Hello, I'm here. Who is basically a Jedi now. Trevor, a.k.a. Suited Ninja Nerd Studios. What's up? I'm back. Again. Cool. Sam, a.k.a. Locker74 Productions. Sup, fellas? And Marcus, a.k.a. Brick Hat Studios. Hey, yo, what up? How you gents doing today? I'm great. How are you, Chris? Doing well. Now, uh, how, how was your trip? The, My uh, trip the great to, excursion. To Disney World, owned by Walt Disney himself. Uh, I saw his frozen head underground. It was pretty cool. Oh, nice. I was going to ask about that. Uh, got a lightsaber, <laughs> flew the Millennium Falcon a little bit, escaped from you know the First Order a couple of times, but I'm good in one piece. I'm nice. good. Most excellent. Trev, how was your not vacation in Disneyland? Um, very depressing. I felt like I, I feel like I haven't done anything in, in days. I, yeah. I'm very sad well, Jared didn't let me stow away in his suitcase, but it's okay, I guess. I didn't have I enough can, room, sorry. I can kind of forgive him for that, I guess. I don't know. Well, I could make the same joke that we always do when you say you don't do anything, but uh, no. we could ask him to watch some brick films. Yeah, I guess. You're not making this forced segue any easier, you know that. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's why. Why don't you I, tell I, us I, what the brick film you suggested for the brick film review? You you try to you try to spite me, and I I just I turn it back in your face. But anyways, uh yeah. So uh I guess we're gonna we're gonna kick today's uh, podcast off with our brick film of the week. Um, we're gonna be talking about. Oh no, I just remembered. I don't actually have it pulled up. What's the title? I can't remember. Oh god. It's like Lego Lord of the Rings Gandalf take my staff or something like that. Come on, Trev, get it together. My brotherhood Take workshop. Take the wizard staff. This is bad. There it is. Here, wait. I'm getting. I'm pulling it up. Uh, You're supposed to be the I'm person. So sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't know I was the one who was. Sam, could you like this. not die, please? <laughs> please, that would be preferable. Sam's oh, dying sheesh. at the very beginning of the cast. That's great. Uh, yeah. Rookie so, mistake. Sorry oh. about that. But yeah, today we'll be talking about Lego. Take the wizard staff, a Lord of the Rings parody by. Mr. Brotherhood Workshop. Uh, Brotherhood Workshop. Mr. Mr. Kevin Woo. Ulrich. Woo. Um, Woo! He's back. He's back. Yeah, we, we, we talked about he's him, back. I think, in our first week of the, of the show being back. Um, we mentioned that he was back in full swing, making some original content again. Um, this video, man, it, I think it trumps everything he's done in the past so far. It is a really, really solid and well-done video. Uh, I don't know if don't you guys know. have anything to elaborate on that. I don't know. I don't know if it's his best. He doesn't have Jerry in it. True. That's <laughs> true. Even though Brotherhood Workshop is back, Jerry never will be. Rest in peace. I said it. Everywhere so, I funny go, enough, I he's actually selling Rip J- <laughs> oh, God. Funny enough, he's actually selling Rip Jerry shirts. I'm tempted to pick one up. No, I he's not. That, really? Yeah. He is. No. No, I gotta go. Buy I gotta one. see this. I'm pretty sure they were linked in the description. Uh, oh, they were. Yeah. 
so for those in our audience who may be unaware, as these guys all add shirts to their shopping carts, oh, there Brotherhood is. Workshop got his start with Lord of the Rings parody brick films, and they were all kind of like short little comedies based off of a scene or a moment. But then he, his channel blew up pretty fast. He did a lot of commission work, really branched out. And now I'm guessing just with everything kind of slowing down as the world ends, he's really gotten back into form with Lord of the Rings parodies, and they're just so good. And one of the running jokes is the death of I believe he's an Urukai named Jerry at the very beginning. Yeah. And so all yeah. the uh, quote-unquote bad guys in Lord of the Rings are uh, in in mourning slash uh, memorializing Jerry. And uh, he doesn't quite sh- he hasn't quite shown up in any of the recent ones, but I think it's just a matter of time before we, we finally get some closure to Jerry and uh, Aragorn's little uh, paparazzi misfire. <laughs> the top the top comment on the video is what if jerry isn't dead and aragorn had him the whole time <laughs> oh my gosh that's great oh the plot God. twist i love it but yeah what did, what did you guys think of the uh the video as a whole um because yeah like i said i i think it's probably one of his best in years so i think everybody's gonna talk about the fighting i think it's really impressive how many weapons those guys had i thought that was oh, yeah. about the funniest thing <laughs> yes. in the beginning that yeah. yeah, that made me laugh the most. It's like so him stacking out. all the so weapons funny. together. Like yeah. imagine him masking out all the like the the sticky tack or like the the yeah. fishing wire. Well, like I'm I'm impressed with when uh, that whole scene plays out. How none of the stuff really moves unless it's like very deli- Like it's all very deliberate. Um, if something moves, it's because it's being compacted by another thing. It's you, you never notice any moments where like he might have accidentally bumped something um because i feel like that's i think it's that happens to that happens to a lot of animators when they uh have something that they're messing around with and they and they don't have it tacked down or secured correctly i think uh i think it's time with lego has helped his uh animation ability oh yeah he he has this like weird uh i guess style is the word i'm looking for he has this weird animation style that's very recognizable but it's very um it's like, oh, that fits for like a Lego advertisement. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. it feels like a Lego commercial, and I think, and, and he kind of spins it in his own way when it comes to his own original content. And he, I feel like it's gotten better over the years. Because I think before I wasn't a huge fan of his style, but like recently with his newer videos, I I, I absolutely love the fight scene in this video. It's like amazing and very. I just love when. Uh, He's like beating the guy down, and like it's just like it's very anime like, and I I like it a lot because you don't see it a whole lot, maybe in like a couple of rare animators videos, but uh, I think it's 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 just very cool and very cartoonish, and I love it a lot. Yeah, there's a it's lot really of like fast popping and out fluid. joints. Oh, sorry, Chris. Oh, I was gonna say it's, it's pretty fast and fluid. I think that's oh, what yeah. kind of sets him apart. Then I think he animates uh, 24 FPS. He does. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was correct there. <laughs> yeah it's it's really like uh it's really impressive too how he's able to pull off this fight scene but be handling so many different characters moving at once like you know i i'm i'm interested to see if he actually does animate all of them at once or if he does like one at a time and will like digitally kind of composite stuff in um because i know he he does like to play a lot with the the digital side of things with like compositing and whatnot but um yeah I mean, it's insane the amount of, like, weight that he uh, is able to incorporate into this film in particular. Because I feel like that's something that gets lost with a lot of animators' films in general. Um, but he has a lot of weight 
to each and every impact in this film and it's it's really impressive um i'm very i'm very excited to see the behind the scenes to this video because usually releases like one like after the original video gets just published so i'm excited to see whatever techniques he uses for the fight scene part of it i I also really enjoy his behind the scenes videos i think he's got some of the best uh bts out there for lego stop motion animators yes Um, i totally best in the business yeah um what i've actually been using some of the tactics he's been he's been using behind the scenes on my stuff so it's it's definitely helped i've used stuff that he's uh shown off behind the scenes as well I think a lot of us have been inspired to one degree or another by Brotherhood Workshop. Remember a friend of mine, we made a Lord of the Rings parody animation simply just because he did them. Mm-hmm. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Exactly. Like I'm not so. I'm not the hugest I'm not the hugest biggest Lord of the Rings fan. Like I'll watch them. I think they're really good movies, but like I don't know names or lore or anything like that. But I think his like his animations were kinda like my I guess they were kind of my introduction to them a little more in depth. And then I kind of got into the Hobbit trilogy, which I know is pretty like a controversial thing to say among Lord of the Rings fans, but I enjoy it. But that's just me being a casual fan. Um, it's but fine. I, yeah, I mean, again, I, I I don't know. I'm not well in depth with it like most people are, but uh, I think his animations kind of like introduced me to Lord of the Rings in a different way, and I think that got my interest peaking a little bit. And then the Hobbit trilogy came out, and then. Here we are. <laughs> and Lego will it's probably true. never reboot it. Haha. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, well, well, thanks, could. Trev. They could. They've got a. Love you too. No, there's an HBO <laughs> show. Is it Amazon Prime or it's oh, Amazon? That's right. It's I Amazon. forgot. Yeah. Amazon is. Yeah, doing Amazon's show. rebooting it. So, you, so you there is a possibility. We could yeah. see it. You're right. I didn't even think about that. Huh. Interesting. You know, what What if we just go on Twitter and spam Lego with Minas Tirith Battle Pack? Oh wow! Yeah, what a concept. Oh, no. That would that I'm will sure work, that would work absolutely, and it will have absolutely no fallback on the community whatsoever. Okay. We should and make a certain individual too. who spearheads it will not be seen as a terrible whiny person. Exactly. Right. We should make, we should make a T-shirt. Yeah, it also <laughs> won't blow back in our face at all. Hashtag whatever Chris said. Yeah, yeah. Mysterious Battle Pack. Yeah, I don't know how to spell that, but go ahead. Right there. <laughs> I'm not even well, sure I, I know spot. actually. Exactly. But <laughs> the point being. It's really great to see Brotherhood Workshop return to form. Mm-hmm. Uh, his stuff's always been great. I've never had any oh, you know, totally. complaints or anything. But just to see him go back to something that kind of really reignited my interest in brick filming and all impact us in some way, it's awesome. Brotherhood Workshop, if you're listening to this, keep it up. We are loving it. I, I, I we would love you to have you on the show. Can we you, uh, yeah. can you yes. voice Can yes. you voice a character named Brickman, please? I desperately need a voice actor. Please. <laughs> I almost think you... it would work, so he's kind of more tenor than bass range. I'll uh, give you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you two dollars. Please, that's, that's a pretty good price. It's a pretty. How come you never offered any of us two dollars? Because is a you good guys point. aren't, Chris you guys aren't famous enough. Can I have chicken Ouch. nuggets instead? Uh, I how about a mighty too, seventy-five cents? I mean, for dollar sixty-nine, that's not too bad. You know what? I'll take it. That. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Never mind. I, I have an actor now. It's it's Jared. Oh wait, he's already a character. Never mind. <laughs> you could ask me. Did you say Yas Queen? No, you could ask me. I thought you said Yas Queen. I was like, I'm sorry. Oh. What was that? <laughs> 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 yes. Tri- 
Oh, Sam needed something again. I'm sorry. I'm God, adding the I'm dragon sorry. frame sound, sound effect are, over are you that just something? because it's so cringe. Just no. Mm. No. Oh no. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> please, um, let's please desperately. Yeah. Uh, moving on. We we actually we wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, a good friend of ours. Um, we uh, we met this guy at Brick Fair Virginia last year. Uh, miss him dearly. Uh, but we have our friend uh, Brickster, uh, who just recently launched a Lego Ideas project for uh, the Legend of for a Legend of Zelda Link uh, posable figure, um, which is available to vote for up on Lego Ideas. Um, it's a really really well executed bottle. Um, it's something I would totally love to see them end up turning into an actual set later on. Um, so we just wanted to give a quick shout out to our friend Brickster. Uh, you know, go vote for it. I, I personally think, like, in terms of animation, I think that would be a really neat figure to mess around with when it comes to uh, trying to do animation with a figure that isn't a minifigure. Um, so, but yeah, I just what we'll do, uh, we'll put a link to the ideas page on the YouTube uh, video. Yeah. Yep. Um, and in the show we, notes on podcast. Yeah, we also we'll put it on Twitter whenever uh this releases. Yeah, we so. will definitely be putting a link up on Twitter for everybody I think to go he, and vote for it. Oh no, he just has an Instagram. He doesn't have a Twitter. He just has an Instagram. So Yep. Go. Yeah, you can find uh, Brickster on Instagram and YouTube. Uh we will be sure to uh, link the project if you want to look it up right now. It's the Lego Legend of Zelda project by Brickster. B R I X T E R. And uh, I think I think I sp- uh, speak on behalf of our uh, brick brick uh, brick fair peoples when I say that uh, Brickster is an incredibly talented mock artist, just a really oh, cool so dude, good. and we so wish good. him all the best for this project. Yes, exactly. Um, a of, he was a cool he was a cool dude at Brick Fair. I'd like to oh, see yeah. that. I'd like to see that get made. Kid deserves it. What if what he if we get like Brickster. get the same boof as him again? That'd be great. <laughs> I think that I think his mom said he want like she wanted us to be in the same booth as him. Heck yeah. Well, I, I think if I recall the conversation, we all want to be in the same booth, and she was like, "Yeah, let's totally, let's totally do it." And now we're all trying to figure out how to arrange it because we were miscellaneous originally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> possibly we that. might try and rearrange <laughs> it now so we're brick filming, but mm-hmm. people still don't know who brick filmers are, so it's gonna be kind of tricky. That I is think true. it's gonna take. Nope. I think it's gonna take. You don't a few know who years. I am. So I think it's going to take a few years for uh, for us to get brick filming status because you're the only ones that are there, really. So yeah. we might be miscellaneous next year. It just depends on how long it takes us. So I'm not exactly. too worried about it. Either way, they'll find us. Don't worry. They'll find us. We'll figure out a plan. <laughs> he follows me on Instagram. We talk every day. I'll let him know. There we go. There's our plan. All right. Before we transition to our main topic, I know it feels like we're hitting bullet points here, but uh, we got some fun questions here from our audience. Y'all ready for this? See, there's one correct response, and Sam had the correct response. What? Love you, Sam. All right, here we go. So on Twitter, we have Joshua Nelson says, hashtag frame 100. If you could turn any bad movie into brick film form, specifically in the hopes of making it better, what would it be? I think this is inspired by our uh, ode to Neil Breen. I am going to go last because I have a movie, but I forget what it's called. 
I'll I gotta buy go. you a few minutes. <laughs> I gotta go find it. Hang on. Somebody yeah, else I'm go. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of a good film I okay. could answer. This any, any bad movie? Oh, I got it. I okay. I've seen a... I got it. All right, you guys ready oh, for this? Oh, fast. Oh, sorry. It's Theodore. Theodore Rex. It is an awful, awful movie with Whoopi Goldberg. It is such a bad movie, but there's no way to make it good. But I think if you did a brick film, brick film about it, it would be even more hilarious. Because let me just give you a synopsis of. I think I did it before, but I'll, for anybody that missed that episode, I'll give you a synopsis of what this movie is about. It is set in the future. It's about a detective uh, dinosaur. Yes, you heard me correct. Detective dinosaur. That is paired with an android assassin, Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, I did just say Whoopi Goldberg. They are trying to stop a mad scientist from, stop, from creating a uh, new ice age. That is correct. And apparently there are a lot of species in that world. Huh. It's it's such and then in the very beginning of the movie, they ruin who the bad guy is. It says the billionaire so and so wants to create or wants to shoot a missile that will create a new ice age. And I'm like, well then why why are we watching the movie? You just told us how it ends. But like it's Wonderful. so bad. But dude, the brick film of it would be so it could potentially make it better just because it would make it even more ridiculous. Like, <laughs> right. So what you're saying is that if you make a brick film of this, you'll tell us immediately at the very beginning who the Rose Killer is. Yeah, basically. Ah. My God. <laughs> so for anybody, anybody that wants to get like a synopsis of this movie, what it's about, go to a channel called uh, Fanboy Flicks and type in Theodore Rex and you are in for a treat. It is a horrendous movie, but it is extremely hilarious to watch. Go watch it. The brick film of it would be amazing. That's all I got to say. I, I don't really have anything to add to brick film side of it. I just wanted to talk about Theodore Rex because it is awful, but ugh. It, it's almost as good as Neil Brain's movies. <laughs> almost. Nothing, almost. Nothing can be better. Exactly. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He loves cookies. He gets drunk like, on cookies. It's, it's close. We're really close. I mean, I don't think anybody can uh, really uh, surpass the the great Neil Breen. We'll all Breen. one day become uh, human Breens in the uh, the sphere of Neil. But uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna cheat Michael a little Bay. bit. It's not a movie. It's a show I really hate. Sword Art Online, and only because oh, so Josh put the prompt here specifically in the hopes of making it better. I have the worst love hate relationship with Sword Art Online. And the problem is that it's a show that has a really cool concept, but is executed in the most terrible of ways. I'm constantly arguing with my weeb friends about it. I stand by this. I would totally remake it as a brick film if I could just find out some way to like make it not suck. And I've thought of everything. I've thought of like alternate characters. I've thought about killing all the love triangles. I've thought about killing all the stupid tropes. I haven't thought of a version where you just have basically copy and paste the traits of the Doom Slayer into the main character. So it turns into something just completely brutal and something no longer sappy. I can't crack the code. <laughs> okay. All, this. all I'm just all I just have to say is that we only take the first twelve episodes. Everything else is like 
Even the first 12 episodes sucked. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say it. (laughs) No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, the first 12 episodes was, like, decent. Even though it was bad, it was decent compared to the others. Yes. It's one of like those right about gets season worse two, like I wouldn't even try to redeem that. I would just burn it all. But uh, hmm. and like the third one, by the time you're using guns instead of swords in your series called Sora Online, you need to ask yourself some real questions, such as why haven't you quit? Yeah, yeah there's my answer. Sorry if I cheated. Yeah, you did. Someone else go. I'm angry now. Uh, Jared. I was I was trying to look for one that I was trying to think of, but I couldn't think of anything. But <laughs> I'm gonna say the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, oh, no. yeah, that's my boy. Nah, nah, nah. I'll put that to the side. For real though, there's two, and th- Trev's not gonna like the first one. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna give you two. The first one. I swear one, to God. I swear to God. He kn- I think he, oh, no. he knows. I'm gonna. Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Yeah. I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, that, that Screw you guys. That doesn't a bad movie, though. That's not... No. <laughs> you ever heard of Willie Scott? Yeah, it's true. Willie it's Scott was like okay. the worst part of that entire... It's pretty bad. <laughs> she serves no let me, purpose. Let me... P- Everything hurts. She does. She, she does I'll, not hear, hear something I was going whatsoever. Here was something I was going to tweet, but here is a Frame 100 exclusive Dude Brick tweet. It's not going to Twitter. It's going to the Frame 100 podcast on this episode. Here's the tweet. Willie Scott and Jar Jar Binks are the exact same character. I agree. 100%. Oh my gosh. They, they, play, they play no part in the plot. All they do is to make stupid jokes, scream for no reason, and uh, some sort of relationship with the main character. You know, some say that it's the uh, it's supposed to be like the opposite of indie, so they kind of work. But no, they no. don't. No, they don't work at all. Like, Not even close. She serves. She doesn't help further the plot whatsoever. All she does is just scream and cry. And okay, if she died, so if she really got, me... if she got submerged in lava, no tears would be shed. I'd be like, thank you. So, Indy'd probably be like, oh, thank God, we're done. Here's how. Here's I'll, I'll tell you this separate. Here's how you make it better in brick film form. In the beginning of the movie, she dies. You have Willie Scott fall she out gets, of the plane. She, no, she gets she She's gets done. run She's over. Done. She gets run over She's by done. Was, it, was it a gong or something? Yeah, it was a gong from like the cl- uh, when they're in Club Obi Wan. There you go. You get yeah. You get you or, get her drinking the poison or, or something. Or I don't she know. Falls out the window and she doesn't actually like land in. They land oh. in the car. Like she ends <laughs> up just that. hitting the pavement. <laughs> That's it's like, okay. That's a, there. You go. The, you've got yourself that, your film now. You just you you that, remake the is. opening, but then it ends with Willie just dies. It's I mean, also I mean, I, you don't even need to film it. You just play Lego Indiana Jones free play and just never select <laughs> Willie. Exactly. exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, so okay. That here we go. I can't believe Temple you said Doom. that because I I think it's it's my favorite Indiana Jones film, and they rag on me so much for not. I, I do apologize. like I do like Rat Last Crusade. Uh, it's it, I think it's my well I don't I don't know I still haven't rewatched Crystal Skull so I can't say it's my least favorite. But um, I think we need to just set, set this one in stone. Crystal Skull is the worst one of the series. Whoa, yeah. whoa, to whoa, be whoa, fair, whoa, whoa, to be whoa, fair, well I don't Indiana think they're Jones bad. is they're pretty darn movies. great no matter they're how you spin movies. it. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, all great movies. Here, 
Like it's, I can I enjoy know. Crystal Skull. I just kind of restrain myself from trying to rewrite certain elements. Here's know? the thing. Here's the thing. I I was thinking about. The, I know we turned this into an Indiana Jones conversation. This probably isn't the it's isn't the fine. point. I love that. I do too. This I is love what Josh Nelson love, intended. I love talking about Indiana Jones. But here's the thing. I was I was watching Temple of Doom. Literally, me and my fiance, we ha- she she said, and I, I I quote her, "This movie sucks." What? And we stopped like what? halfway, what? and I was like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but then here's my thing. I was th- I was thinking about Temple of Doom. Uh, Temple of Doom is so weird because it's like you t- you go from Raiders, which is you know action packed fighting the Nazis, and you go on Treasure Hunt. It's it's awesome from beginning to end. It's one of the per- it's, I think it's one of the most perfect movies there is. Yeah. And you go into Temple of Doom, which is very. I don't. It's very like the studio went. Hey, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, we want you to like tone it down a little bit with add some jokes in there. And they're like, sure, why not? And George Lucas is like, hey, how about we get like a devil Satan guy reaching for hearts into people? How about that? <laughs> what? And then Steven Spielberg's like, that's great. Don't tell the studio. And then you get that. It's a, it's a weird juxtaposition of like, here's some, here's Willie Scott, Jar Jar Binksing it up. But also here's like kids being slaves, you know, digging rocks out of the cavern. And then you got the devil, the Satan devil dude, grabbing <laughs> hearts out of people. Thing. It's a weird juxtaposition, and, and then I was like, you know what? I think I enjoyed Crystal Skull a little more just because one, Willie Scott's not in it. That's Ow. that's one point. That's Ow. that's already a W in that in that Ow. camp. You've hurt me um, so much today, Jared. I can't believe I, you. Even though the aliens are very, very like, why? Uh, I think I think the whole like adventure of it is very cool and interesting yeah up until like the hour 20 mark <laughs> it's like yeah. i don't know about that ants. steven and george ants well, see, i like i like the ants i actually like the ants oh the ants was hilarious <laughs> i rewatched that ants scene. are kind of terrifying like they are they're cgi yeah. clearly but like the thought of a bunch of like monster ants uh dude but for the sake of not spo- spoiling for the audience acting uh. as they do in the movie Dude. Holy crap, that's terrifying. I will Dude, say this like, though about Temple of Doom. I read a little bit into like the making of it, and apparently for both George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, they were just like really like there was a lot of friction, they were just kind of in really yeah, dark mindsets. It was, it was a messy just, production. It was a, oh, it was messy, it was stressful. But I think that's why I appreciate Temple of Doom, because even though like a lot of things went horribly wrong, they still managed to make a movie that it kind of does still feel indie just enough. Yeah. Oh, no. There's no I'm, like, I'm not denying yeah. that at all. So Which me, is why I have a hard me... time sticking like Temple of Doom below Crystal Skull, because at least Temple of Doom in the end, you get to the minecart scene, you get to the oh, bridge scene, and it's like, God. hey, okay, indie's back in full form. Crystal Skull, it feels like indie just kind of tapers off like straight to the retirement home. Not a fan yeah. of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I, I will speak oh, yeah. my piece now on this matter. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. The, I think the reason I like Temple <laughs> of Doom so much is because that opening, that opening is just, that opening is straight banging, man. It's so good. It's the such Willie a Scott good musical? for the film. Why do you like the Willie Scott musical? No, it's the, everything that happens after the fact. After when, that? When, <laughs> when it's like the club fight and everything, it's so cool. And I then think... you got like the chase through the streets and everything with Short Round. Short Round makes that movie for me. Yes, okay, I will okay, say. here. I will, oh, I, that's here, Short Round? Here's the okay, thing. I thought he was in the... Short, yeah, round, <laughs> Short Round is my favorite character, and, and I saw something on, this is so such a tangent. I saw something on Twitter <laughs> the other day. It's okay. uh, a screenwriter I follow, he like apparently pitched like a 1950s 
like older short round series and it, it starred steven yun in it and it sounded oh. so dope I feel like but no. apparently, apparently, apparently they turned it down but anyways, oh uh, Short Round's God. like one of my favorite characters. I Short Round, I would say Short Round is my favorite part of Temple of Doom. He is 100% okay. my, my favorite part yeah. of Temple of Doom. Look, I'm not arguing it's pretty hard Temple to argue of Doom with. is bad. I'm just saying Willie Scott, for me, Sucks. ruined yes. it. I can't, I That's can't the disagree. only thing. I can't disagree with that. Now, but like, again, I what... S- mi- what makes Temple of Doom for me is the opening with the club. The, the club is just so cool. The middle, like, I, I can understand the middle being, like, a little annoying for people because it's, it's a very... the it's so The weird. whole middle of that film is very drawn out. They're, like, very much trying to build a lot of mythology behind it. Uh, and, like, I, there's not a lot that happens there. But then you've got when they're um, finally, like, helping all those slave children escape. And then, you like, you've got the whole fight scene with them going up and down, like, the... Um, uh, the, there's like the water wheel and like there's the the um, steamroller wheel that like crushes the one dude or uh-huh. whatever and yeah. then that moves into the minecart chase which is just so cool and then you've got the bridge scene which i unapologetically think that that bridge scene is indie at his peak like i think that that is False. the best indie moment maybe other than the opening to raiders because the opening to Ooh. raiders you can't beat that that's another um, podcast right there. I would agree Dude. that that's Indiana's peak. Not, maybe not his best per se, it's, it's but just, like it feels like Indy's back to full form. There's so it's a great total scene. sense considering the way there's the film so much tension up. going on in that scene, and it is unmatched to me. Yeah. Like for me at least, again, all right. subjective. But like, yeah. like I, I, I would, uh, I would still agree. Like thematically, Indy's been beat down so much over the exactly movie that the bridge scene feels like he's finally, you know, he, he's back, his mind's clear, he's focused, and he's just kicking butt again. Now well, I, I do I would like to remind everybody that Temple of Doom is a prequel. Yes. So wait, it, it yeah takes I, place in the ninth what late nineteen thirties like, and Raiders takes yeah. place in the early nineteen forties. Oh my God, Trev is so mindful. How uh, did I not know no, that? No, Chris. The, no, that's right. Oh, did I get it wrong. Right, it, no, I think it's like early. It's early thirties for Temple of Doom, and I think late thirties, like thirty nine yeah. for for Raiders, oh, like thirty eight, right. thirty nine, something yeah. like that. But yeah. Here, I, I will I will end this Indiana Jones conversation because oh my god, on. how did I not know that? <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh god. I I think one of my one of my problems with Temple of Doom is that like in Raiders and Last Crusade, he's like actually chasing an artifact. Like he's like assigned by Brody or um to like to chase yeah. an artifact. You know, like yeah. he's like given a mission, but in Temple of Doom, he just like happens upon this village and they're like, our rock, it's gone. <laughs> our children. It's gone. He's like, <laughs> he's like, bro. Nope, I, 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 I got. I'll go find it. I guess. Uh, and it's it, it's just weird to me that he like. I I don't really. I mean, I don't know. It. I I prefer an indie who gets given like an assignment of like indie. Here's this yeah. rare cup that gives you you know life. And he's like, sure, Brody, let's go. And he goes. Uh, but yeah, enough. I I gotta rewatch the whole franchise again now. I don't know, but th- that's my pick for a bad movie. I would turn to brick film. All right, who's Sad. next? Sad. Sad. Um, I, oh, guess, I I'll guess I'll go, go next. First, go ahead. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, rock paper scissors. No, Jake. Queen flip. Okay, I'll go ahead. Uh, okay, so it's this. If I remember correctly, it was this zombie flick called like Zombie Apocalypse. It was like really, really. I mean, it's your basic zombie story, but like it was so bad because the the CGI was horrible. Cause like, you know, 
obviously the humans get infected, they become zombies, yada yada. But they also had zombie dogs. Oh. And then the end, Why? they also had like this really, really poorly animated CGI zombie tiger. A tiger? Oh, no. What a the tiger, heck? yes. And I, I don't know why. I watched this when I was like really into zombie films, and I'm just like, what am I watching? <laughs> I was that like, oh god, about, I just wasted like two hours accurate. right there. What's the title of it again? Zombie Apocalypse. Literally, huh, I haven't heard of That's it. It's a very, very creative title. Yeah, I know there was there was a similar one called House of the Dead. I think that was Uwe Boll, which is pretty bad, but. Yours oh. sounds even worse. <laughs> oh no, I can oh, go even a step further. I can't remember the exact name of the movie, but there's like there's like two movies and they're they're hilariously terrible but great. I don't remember the exact title, but it's basically in like Poland or Sweden or something. These like uh, snowboarders and hikers go to like the the the, the, the cold mountain to the ski or something, you mean and the then they awaken. The no, they they <laughs> awaken they awaken dead. Uh, Nazi zombies. I've heard and, of this. And the, and the, and, and the Nazi Lord. zombies, oh, like, no. they get, like, old German-style tiger tanks from, like, a museum <laughs> or something, or, like, a surplus oh, shop, and then they attack these uh, Swedish or Polish people, and it is, it is hilarious. There's, there's like, two movies. I can't remember the exact title. But okay, I'm, at that point, I'm you looking know for it. they just made it just to be funny at that point. Oh, it is amazing. Are you sure, though? Because <laughs> some directors are blissfully unaware <laughs> oh yeah that's very true <laughs> Jesus. that sounds great right, go, Trev. If, if you want a good zombie movie to check out check out one cut of the dead it's a very funny film about people trying to film a f- sort of like found footage uh zombie film um that's like a lie it's a live taping in japan uh, but then there's like an actual zombie outbreak that happens, uh, unbeknownst to all the actors in the film. Very entertaining flick. Uh, so I would highly recommend that. For my pick, um, I don't know. I'd probably like. I, I refer to a list of films that uh, a lot of stuff that I've watched over like the past two years, uh, a couple days ago, and I ended up seeing a couple of films that I had that were fairly poorly rated on the spectrum one of which was uh the 2018 uh high grossing film venom <laughs> oh perfect <laughs> starring easy oh, easy oh my gosh you know how many times around quoted that during I've, the camping trip i don't think i've ever walked out of a theater like I, i've never gone to the theater and saw something that i was just so conflicted about and so just like i just felt nothing after seeing that film like, I still haven't seen it. That's the sad part about it. Yeah, what? I mean, I, I thought it was okay. It's like you know, there, there's some. It does some good stuff, but then it does like another four things that just plummet it. Yeah, yeah. Into there, the whole there are like too many questions, itself. right? Oh, it's yeah, like five, five terrible things for one good thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the logic behind a lot of it. There, there's a moment in it where it just defies all logic of what the the parasites are like capable of doing. Um, and then the finale, uh, fight is so dark, like, you can't see anything. Like, there's, um, what is it? There's, uh, like, I know it was done partially in the dark to help with, like, hiding a lot of the CGI and, like, helping to aid that a bit. 
but it's just like you can't see what's going on like i i'm pretty sure i walked out of the film with like a headache just because of that scene alone because it's just so hard to see what's going on yeah Um, i need to watch it i i haven't i haven't watched it yet yeah i like it's 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 one that i would totally recommend watching just because you know it's it's a thing like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny that it has, like, its own, like, cult following to it. It's got a like, very like, weird cult following. It's one of those weird yes. times where it's, like, it has, it's, 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 I guess it's kind of like the Star Wars prequels where all of a sudden these people are like, man, these, these movies are masterpieces, man. I love them. Um, but I don't know. I still haven't seen it yet, but I, I want to whenever I can and feel like I'm, I want to be drunk one night and just watch it. Cause Dude, it's, I'm down. It's, it's totally, totally hard to yeah. go on. Uh, 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 I think one of my favorite parts about Venom, I noticed that there was a screenshot, like a computer screen in the background, and then one character's all, vital signs are stable. If we look at the numbers, some medical student pointed this out, the patient's heartbeat is like stupid fast, like unhealthy fast, <laughs> and their blood pressure is through the roof. Oh my God. Uh, no, I don't think their vitals are stable. I think they need a doctor. <laughs> Movie magic! Exactly. That's just the funniest. Wait, yeah. is it? It was it. Um, was it true that in the trailer or movie itself that Venom actually said like a turd in the wind? Yes, that, like, he, yeah. that is. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. So like that a was a real thing. Floating in the wind. Yes. That was it's like the dialogue thing. is so god awful in that film. Like I can't. I don't know how that was. That could ever get past. Like how that was know. passed by on like a, like by a screenwriter. Like it's it's insane to me. But the crazy thing is. The sequel that's coming out next year called um what's it called I can't remember now it's Venom Carnage here's Carnage there's Carnage here, here comes like... Carnage or something like that yeah something like it's not a very good title either, oh but that like, reminds me I'm so excited uh, for the sequel like it's really weird yeah I I <laughs> love <low-key laughs> <am> too <laughs> oh, man. it's just it's just like that I saw the after credit scene because I was very curious yeah and Woody Harrelson is so terrible dude, it's like dude there's it's... gonna be. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like the way he carnage. It's just so forced. I'm it's just like, so oh, bizarre. Wow. Like I, I don't. So know, they're making man. a second Venom movie. What are they gonna do this time? Have NF write the title song? Oh God, that song that is, is oh, so. Come on, Eminem M- NF like rivalry. That song Fine. is so Whatever. awful. Like oh God. Hey, I like, like it. Yeah, it's so weird. I'm excited for the sequel. Like you know, you've got Woody Harrelson in it, like acting as a legitimately insane character. Who's and then it's directed. That's what he has on a regular basis. Like I love Andy Serkis. He's a great like he. You know he knows mocap. So like I can't see how the mocap in the film, like the animation of the characters, would be bad. Yeah. Um. I, I don't it, think it's Sony, like the... so they could they could easily screw it up. Um, <laughs> you know damn well I'm Woody Harrelson's gonna character. phone that in. All he's, he's gonna he's phone like, it in. He's like Harrison. They Ford. could not pay him enough to do it. Okay, I'm just gonna go on a side yeah. tangent because we talked about Indiana oh, Jones and it it cracks me up. Sorry, Trev, I don't mean to step on your moment, but you step on moment, my moment all the time, so you deserve this. Good. Um, Good. Did, you know what's really funny? I'm just going to go a small one. What's really funny to me is when you watch Harrison Ford interviews before oh my God. like him promoting best. a movie. Whenever he's That's promoting a movie, like if you look at other, they're like, I just really like the character. You know, I, it, it really taught me something. And then there's Harrison Ford just like, <laughs> I got paid. There's the only reason I did the movie. He was like, you know what's bad, right? I got paid. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Call the That's law. the Dude, only reason. One, that, is, that is the only reason he's doing the next Indiana Jones movies because they gave him a gigantic check and he was like, all right. One of my favorite interview. It's so awkward and cringeworthy. It's him for, 
I think it's Call of the Wild, but the guy was Probably asking is. a star. It was a Star Wars question, and the guy was like, "So, do you think uh, you're? Do you think Han Solo was a Force ghost in the in, uh, Rise of Skywalker?" And and Harrison Ford like looks at the camera, looks at him, and he's like, <laughs> "I don't care." <laughs> That's so funny. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "How would I know?" Like, he's like, "I don't care at all." He- he just doesn't. He doesn't give a fat lick, and I love it. He literally. You know what the best one is, though. The best one, sorry, Sam. The best one is when, like, I think he like dropped a falcon or something. The actual Lego Millennium Falcon oh, he yeah. was asked to sign for. He just like froze it or something. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. He like held it and he goes, "Oh, sorry," and he drops it and just shatters. And he's like, "Well, let's move on." Oh, he's like, "Bye." I know there's oh, so many. Would, uh, wow. There's so many in the on the Facebook Lego community that was so mad when he dropped that. It's like he'd be leaving in a body bag. I'm like, no, he wouldn't. He's Harrison Ford. <laughs> he already Harrison looks like Ford. he's in a body bag. The man. So the man's in what? He's anything. in like what? His 70s? His 80s? Like it's you know. He's, he's like early 70s. Well, like, can you no, really blame the dude though? Like he was a critical part in Star Wars, which has a, a fan base so toxic. Not even a half life suit could save you. And Indiana Jones, which we're still arguing about. Oh, uh, really one. just wants to be left alone. Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. Any like Jack Ryan movie or anything? Uh, the uh, Air Force One. The Air Force One. Don't forget Air Force One. The Fugitive. Air Force One, baby. Fugitive. Yeah. Dude, the Fugitive. Dude, he's a part of like so many Witness. franchises. It's yeah, he's he's a it's great actor. Like, like the reason why I bring up Star Wars and Indiana Jones specifically, those fan bases can be exhausting. So I don't blame him oh, one God, bit. Yeah. Like if I was in, if I was in his case, I wouldn't even fake dropping the Millennium Falcon as an accident. I'd just deliberately do it. Fun fact about Whoa. Harrison. Ford. But then again, I'm, one, not, I'm not famous. So one more fun fact about Harrison Ford: he he frequently flies to Wichita, like all the time. And you don't go meet him um, because after stories like this, of course he doesn't meet him. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he only he he stays like within the vicinity of the airport, and he only goes to one restaurant. Uh, like it's like once a week he goes there to eat. And everybody knows that's where he's at, so he rents out the entire restaurant so no one can come up and talk to him. That's a, that's a great man. <laughs> I don't blame him. That just, sounds very I don't blame him. For it, though. He's just like, I don't want anybody to bug me. Here's $50,000. Tell everybody to screw off. And everyone's like, you bet it. Here's your menu. Here's your whiskey. Just don't crash your plane, please. Oh, no. Not oh again. Oh, my God. <laughs> not again. <laughs> All right, we've we've talked oh. enough about Harrison Ford and his beautiful, beautiful hair. All right, let's con- oh let's, let's move on. We didn't on. talk about his hair though, but it is beautiful. Um, it's very luscious. <laughs> I want it. Well, in the interest of four segues, film can make people tired, but it also doesn't. And so, some of us do it as a hobby, and some of us do it as a job. This is the worst segue I've done in a while. Yeah, this is pretty bad. It's all right. It works. Uh, that's something we've been talking about as of late with uh, a. Certain individual giving life advice who shall remain anonymous. And we're sitting here thinking, um, working in film is one thing, having film as a hobby is another thing. And if I, rec- if I recall correctly, pretty much all of you guys work in film except for me. Well, uh, true. I wouldn't say... Video creation, yeah. I would say, I don't film. know... If- Say I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really say Trev is working in it. I'd say he's. I'm not working, working in it. I'm yeah. learning. Well, it. Trev will eventually um, be there. Yeah, but of yeah, course. I don't know if I'm like in story, like filming, like Marcus and Trev. I'm just in like the event videography. 
Yep. Yeah, you're and more. You guys are more videography than like commercial film, based. Filmmaking. Yeah. That's right. Like I'm. I've discovered recently. I like sports photography or sports videography, and like event videography. So I'm not really into like, you know, dialogue and stuff like that. I just you you don't want to like, be the one to direct the next Indiana Jones. Basically, like Dude. I've always I've always Shoot, told I would I would well, I've always <laughs> see I've Give always told contract. people. I've always told people that my like my lifelong dream dream is to make a feature length movie. That has recently changed because I'm like, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know enough. I didn't go to film school. I didn't know. I don't know enough about like filmmaking in general to do that. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm okay with just doing it in Lego, and I'm working on that now. So I mean, once you finish Ace Brickman, it'll be like a two feature length films. Yeah put together so there you go that counts in some way yeah so that's all i gotta say I about re- that i guess the reason a lot of us do the hobby i am not in film or videography or anything i'm in engineering which means i stare at a computer and i cry and i will never be at a point in my life where i'm making a movie like a feature length film it's just not gonna happen but i enjoy doing it lego so i definitely claim it as you know as a hobby I know that a lot of us, I remember Austin, when he was on Frame 100, mentioned that uh, often that he wanted to go into film like when he was a kid. I kind of want to as well, but then enough commissioned video projects from my family and, and relatives made me realize I kind of like someone else telling me what to do. Right. Like, the frustrating thing is, ask any of my family members, like, what in the world, you know, their, their favorite, like, video of mine is, and they'll probably mention some really crappy camping slideshow where it's just a bunch of photos that gave me and paid me 20 bucks for like hey, no I, I don't want to do that you know i want to <laughs> be able to do my own thing i mean it, i think technically like your blogs you probably could get into videography right like right now because like your blogs are sort of like they kind of teeter on that line of uh videography rather than um just regular blogs i yeah. guess um I think I think you're you're on that line. You you could cross it if you wanted to, but you're kind think, of staying on the campy yeah, unicorn onesie line. I think if you wanted a side hustle, you're also for me. You're also enough of a comedian that it would work. Yeah, like I, I said, I, I think, think it could you, be fun. Just like oh, go ahead, sorry. I think if you wanted a side hustle, you could probably do some video on the side. I think, uh, like freelancing. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I don't, I'd be tempted. I'm not, I, say, I'm not saying like do it full time because I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I mean, of work. I I think like your, I I think your your recent BTS to your Ninjago film for, um, uh, Brawl, Brawl. I th- I think your your BTS for that is very documentary like. Um, whether you realize it or not, uh, it's it's it has that documentary feel to it, so you could definitely teeter into that direction as well um and that definitely is like a here's an example of what i've done before and it's like a how-to video of sort of in sort of some way um kind of into my process and uh, it's very it's it, it's cool and it, i think you could definitely kind of lean into the the documentary how-to instructional video world if you wanted to but um it's a lot of work don't do it well yeah i appreciate the sentiment because <laughs> it's one thing that's always kind of i guess confused me about you guys is how you're able to do video related work, but not get so burnt out on it that you still want to do brick film projects. With the exception of Trevor, who's still animating his horror film. I had to do it, Trev. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Love you. 
<sighs> but as a friend. Yeah, that I know that's one thing I've uh, I've I found myself personally dealing with um, in the work I do is like, yeah, where where do you draw that line? Like because um, you know I I think it's cool when you can make a living doing what you love, but like I I wouldn't see myself making. I don't think I would want to necessarily make a living in animating brick films or like doing stop motion full time. Um, like I don't think I would ever want to go work at a um, a uh, a stop motion studio specifically. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it's it's a very fine line to draw, uh, and it's it's kind of hard to find that balance. I know, like for me. I want to go into film specifically because I think I have a lot of really cool stories to tell. And um, I have a lot of things that I like want to share with the world in that regard. Right. Um, whereas I feel I, I like mean, my, I... sorry, go ahead. No, you, you, you finish, you finish real quick. I, I okay. got something. I, but the, the last thing I was going to say was basically that um, I, I, I think with brick filming, it's really cool. Cause it gives me a canvas to kind of uh, problem solve a little bit differently than you would with other like with doing live action or like a studio based animation, um, you yeah. know, you get, you get a lot more control over it and you know, it's a cool little way to experiment with smaller ideas more. Um, you also not, right. you also don't have to deal with people. So exactly. Yeah. I, yes. That's I mean, my favorite think, part. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's very true. <laughs> um, I think, I think for me, uh, I don't think I would ever, I, if I was offered the opportunity to work in like a stop motion studio, I guess I would take it, but I'm nowhere near good enough to do that, nor I have the patience for it. Um, I mean, I barely can have the patience for it now, honestly. Uh, Sad. But I think the reason why I, I want to pursue filmmaking and, and am pursuing and in a very slow fashion um, is because kind of what, what Trev said, to, to piggyback off that, it's kind of like I, I want to create something and make people feel the way I feel during movies that I thoroughly enjoy. Like, also cry a lot. I, yeah, cry a lot. It's like <laughs> it's like if I can make like here's to t- tangent off that any like video production video or wedding video or anything I've done for work and it's made people cry. That immediately is like a. It's a fist pump. It is an immediate. You've fist done pump. your job. You've know you've done your it, job. It's, it's like it is the perfect compliment. I hate to say it, but it is the best compliment you can receive as like a videographer or an editor, because that you know you know that that touched somebody. Well, I don't know what the the camera is for the webcams, but it's kind of like it touches somebody on the it in that part in the heart, and it, it hits those emotions exactly, and that's kind of the same feeling I want to hit. It's somebody when they watch a movie that I make or a TV show or uh, I don't know a, 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 some kind of pilot on the internet or something I don't know some kind of streaming service Disney Plus kind of show I want somebody to hit that emotional side of their their feelings and kind of tap back to to I don't know their their life or like you know their family or something that's kind of like the the thing I want to. Uh, relay in my films or in my type of media that I create. I want somebody to, I guess, not only cry, but to feel something. And that's because I like to feel that kind of stuff when I watch movies or when I watch TV shows. I think when I feel that, that's when I know, man, this is a great TV show or man, this is a great movie. And I want people to feel the same way I do when I watch uh, something on screen. So that's kind of like the reason why I want to pursue pursue filmmaking and you know this this hard career that I've chosen for myself, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to to get to 
point B from point A. <laughs> oh my god. Holy you, crap, I'm inspired. That was, that was so cool. I'm, I'm not crying. I'm not crying because it inspired me. I'm crying because, oh, that wedding video was so bad. I can't believe you made something <laughs> so bad. <laughs> when did you get married, Trev? So bad. Yo, Did he offer Jared, to pay Jared an exposure? That's not how you do it. I had to wait so long for you to finish your tangent to pull that joke. Jesus. Trev was like, he was like writing it down, like, oh, this is I, good. Hold I, on. I've been, I was, he I was practiced, like, he I was like, it a couple times while you were still talking. It's yo, great. that payoff though. Oh man. Oh, man. But no, Jared, that's so funny. Yeah, no, I, I am. Yeah, I do it for the same reasons as Jared, to be honest. And not only because of that, um, it's because like mainly. Um, guess guess I could go a little bit deep um into this conversation, but uh, as Please. a kid, um my my parents usually go out and work, so it's just usually me and my brother home alone, and so usually I just like watch a bunch of movies, and that's basically how I was brought up. And so, essentially, the reason why I want to get into film is because um I want to make a story where like it teaches people like, morals, stories, and, like, all that. Because, mm-hmm. like, the best way we learn is, is through stories. Because I'm not good. I'm like, yeah. What was that going with? <laughs> You're not good. Going with the story. I'm not good in, like... <laughs> to impact the stories. Like, teaching, like, directly. Like, I had to do it through a story. Yeah. I like telling stories. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. But to really answer Chris's question about how I can do both filmmaking as a career and brick filming as like a side hobby is because for the film career i don't own that work you know it's not my creation like in hollywood you don't own anything you really don't no unless they own you unless you're a studio exec you don't own crap <laughs> even if you're a studio exec you're one of many studio execs that own something to be honest um just gotta work your way up to being the next, uh, the next Bob Iger, uh, so then you can. Good lord, man! I don't like. I I was very random tangent. I don't know why I'm on this. We're on a I've lot of this today. I've been very, Dude, I've been very right. interested in like his um master class because like yes, I, yeah. I, I don't know anything about business or anything like Neither that. Neither do I. Like, <laughs> Bob Iger just like it's just interesting to me. Like, how do you get from like it comes bottom so, bottom it, guy to owning the Walt top Disney dog. World to it's knowing like, where Walt Disney's frozen head is. I mean, what, how do you get to that spot? And it's, it's, it's like just he, so interesting he, to me. He's so nonchalant about it. Like, he, he just, he's he's very chill about yeah. how he does, like, it, it just comes naturally for him. It's it's very impressive. Um, Yeah, and, and to speak on the whole uh, wanting to go into film thing one last time, uh, I know another reason I really like to do film is because it's a really neat way to do problem solving for stories that otherwise couldn't really be made any in any ways else. Um, because, like, you know, to bring up a recent example for a film that I just watched, this will make you happy, Sam. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Um, that film, man, like, there's so many moving parts to it. Like, there's a lot of, um, you know, it, there's a lot of insane work and problem solving that goes into creating that whole entire world and you know like that that's the really cool thing about filmmaking is it can introduce you to so many different types of people so many different worlds um just 
it's it's limitless and that's like the really cool thing about it is i i, I don't it think is. i'm i don't think you can really get bored of it necessarily um you i think you can grow out of it but um there's so much you can do with it, it, it it's there's a giant realm of possibilities um there it, it's i i like i guess i like to compare filmmaking to like new york city there's so many avenues you can go down yeah and so many street so many different streets so many different pathways you can you can go down with filmmaking and it's it's unlimited there's unlimited things you can do with it um and i think that's what entices me when it comes to that career because i'm no matter how much you love it or hate it or want to leave it something will draw you back right to oh exactly where where you got that that feeling (laughs) where you got that feeling from watching you know star wars the first time or watching blade runner or watching indiana jones Jones. that feeling will eventually come (laughs) back to you and i lose that feeling a lot all the time recently i haven't been as passionate about it but watch, I hate doing this, but watching like Knives Out or any other Ryan Johnson <laughs> film, he's just, he's, I, I hate to say this, but he's like so inspiring to me because like he's, he was this low indie guy and he's only made like four films, but like each film he puts like all his passion and work into and there's so much, there's so much care and, and so much, th- and so many themes in his, in his scripts that really, that, I mean, they're genre films, but they really inspire me because he's not like, He's not a studio director. I mean, other than Star Wars, everything else is very indie, very independent, and yes. it's very, yeah. it's just very inspiring for me from someone that's who who comes from. I get here we go another Star Wars, you know, comparison. I, I'm pretty much like Ray from nowhere, man. I'm just like I come from a, a small town, <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> but there, I feel like there. There is there is something out there in the galaxy. God, I hate this. I'm sorry. There's something out there in the galaxy for me, and a better and a better story for me. And and there's 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 a pathway I have to take, but it may take me, you know, down Fifth Street and then down the tenth block and then down to Broadway. I don't know, New York, whatever. Get I'm walking here, you know, kind of thing, and it, it'll lead me to where I want to be. But it's going to take effort and passion and I got that passion, but it's just, it's going to take all the effort to get there and, and I'm going to give it all I got for the next, you know, four blocks, but we'll, we'll see how, when I get there. I don't know. It may be until I'm 47 or 32. I don't know. Spielberg directed his first film at 27. I'm 23. I got four years. Give me four years. I can do it. We'll you see. You got this. Yeah. I, I now demand that you just uh, speak in Star Wars allegories going forward. That's, that's just, whew. we went I mean, from New York all the way to space. Let's go. Yeah, baby. I'm pretty inspired. The, the only yeah. logical reasoning behind that. Sam. <laughs> you, you guys have Sam's turn. How about Sam's you, Sam? turn. I, uh, so. <laughs> he doesn't know where to go from here. I literally don't. I actually just like forgot what the question was. Like we went from. Oh, how, how are you able to balance animation with film as a career? Uh, honestly, I, I really, <laughs> I, I I really just want to make money so I can buy Legos and pay bills, and apparently, <laughs> and, and, and apparently speaking uh, the real time, speaking real. There is nothing wrong with that. And apparently, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good at, at videoing. For some reason, so I'm like, I can make a career out of that. Uh, for real though, I think what I like about video, like what keeps it different from my animation, what I do, I do a lot of sports videos at my job, and that's like my favorite thing to do right now because there's not a lot of planning. 
you just show up to the game and be like, okay, we're going to shoot and get some action shots. And the same thing with like event photography. I don't really, um, there's no, like, you don't have to storyboard really or anything like that. You just show up and be like, all right. Well, yeah, it's very, see. it's very, it's very moment oriented. Yeah, and I think that's what I like because I like, I think that's why I keep it separated for me is because with animation I plan out like I have a script, I have a, an idea in my head, but when I go do like event videography or something like that, there's no plan. You just right. kind of go shoot and then continue on. So I, I guess think, you kind, I guess you you kind of like like the free reign of it all. Like you kind of yeah. like this. This is a spon- spontaneity of it, uh, I guess is the term I'm looking for. Great word. Uh, well, with animation, it's very, it's very, very, very planned animation because you're very, you're very like um, precise Meticulous. and very specific when it comes to your storyboards or scripts or animation styles. It's it's very uh, meticulous. Is that the word, Trev? Yeah. Word yeah, of the meticulous. day. Meticulous. Yeah. Meticulous. meticulous. Our word, word of the day. <laughs> Another new segment on the Frame 100 podcast. <laughs> the- word of the day. <laughs> Frame 100. Day. Word of the day. Uh, that's a letter. The frame 100 multi-syllable word of the day. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, I think that's how I can't have like one syllable. I, I think that's how I'm able to keep them separate. I think that's how I don't get burnouts because, like Jared said, one's planning, animation's planning, and then my job is mm-hmm. just seeing what happens. Like I just got, I think I just put, I think I just retweeted it. My company just put out our highlight reel for the summer, and I didn't plan any of those shots. None of those were planned. The editing wasn't planned. I was just kind of like, all right. Um, here's some, here's some guns, cowboys, go out, do your thing. I'm going to film you. And I got some really good stuff. So I, like I said, I think that's how I keep it separated. There you go. I just want to, I want to pay bills, feed my dog and buy Lego. And that's, I'm living the dream right now. There it is. So we're all living the dream. Yeah. Everyone's like, I just want, I want to make people cry. I want to do this. was like, I just want to make money and pay bills. So the Harrison Ford of the group, but he's, <laughs> but he's better. Let's he's not let's be honest. Sam, Sam Lego is the Harrison Ford of the group. I'm gonna brag a little bit. I look the most like Harrison Ford out of everybody here. Oh my let's god! You act the most like Harrison Fine. Ford out of everyone here. You do, yeah. It's very true. I mean, dang it! Why did I, I dress I, as I a regular, hair, you're a regular Indiana solo right over there? Why did I dress as Indy when I was? So, I have a fedora. For Halloween, I, I should have just we should have just had Sam do it. I, I'm I'm no match. I have a fedora, <laughs> so I can wear that. I can wear that to Brick Fair next year. Show up and be like, "Sup, guys? Please do what up? I, I got." If you do that, I, I every clip it. where you're wearing the fedora will have the Indiana Jones theme in the background. Dude, it's crushable. Exactly. It's crushable. I'll wear it. I'll put it in my suitcase, and then I'll wear it every day at Brick Fair, and be like, "I am the biggest nerd here. What up?" <laughs> <laughs> Not as big as me. My straw hat. Yeah, yes, I wear that so if we're dressing up for Brick Fair, then I have full permission to wear the onesie. Yes. Sure. Oh, yes, um, of course. What's my Brilliant. thing going to be? What, Jared and I, what is our thing going to be? Because we don't really have like the any like... Jared's got a lightsaber. Thing. That's I true. That. Are you like, like the suited now. ninja or something? Well, and then I, Marcus I has like the box. I could dress up like a ninja. I could just do like the head wrap thing and have my ninja hood. Marcus says the box. Jump back, he'll, he'll just hide in the box like he did last time. So, all right. Well, that was a good uh, round robin of what all we do, like what we do with filming other than animation. So, well, I have one more question here. to pester you with. Okay. 
Chris, take All us right. home, buddy. Thought-provoking question of the week. Which Lego theme the do you want? I'm kidding. No. Oh, we have a different <laughs> thought-provoking question of the week. Do not spite something me, a more, sir. Something a little more rapid-fire and playing to the group's personality here. So we have a scenario. So you've mm. been kidnapped. You don't know by who. You don't know how. But you know that someone can probably rescue you. And so you can pick any of, four, of the other four hosts here to send a message to. But it has to be a message that's secret and indicates that you have been kidnapped and need help. Ooh, so, okay. who do you pick I to send a message to? On Twitter. And two, what is the message? Ooh, that's tough. I think Jared. I got I, Jared. Him. <laughs> I call, I call Jared. I call Jared. We have to each because... call somebody. Do we? Do we have to each call somebody different? Because like hypothetically. Oh no, there can there can be duplicates if you want. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got I'm gonna it. say. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say Jared. If I say, man, this scene looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but how how are you getting that message to him? I'll send him uh, the scene and be like, like man, man, this looks fire. In reality, I question everything I animate when I send it to you guys. So if Jared picks it up, be like. True. But you've been kidnapped. How would you don't have. A, well, I guess you might have a clip on your phone. No, no, no. If you had access to one social media. Oh, yeah. I. Yeah, I I'm, I'm thinking like that's Twitter, Twitter or Discord, even just like a phone okay. call. It's kind of semantics at that point. Here's yeah. the thing. I would, I would pick Chris and I would call him and I would say, Chris, man, I really love the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and then Chris would immediately fly over and like bring like a giant sword or something to come save me or something. This this is what I would tell Trev. Hey yo, Trev, uh did you play the new Zelda game? I think it's trash, like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's a giveaway. That's a dead giveaway. I I question it. for anybody who doesn't know, I love Legend of Zelda. And I like talk about Breath of the Wild too, like every other week to Trev, like Complaining to him like, "Where's Breath of the Wild 2, man? I need that now." It's coming, right, Jared. Oh yeah, Jared, Jared already went. Never mind. Chris, um, it's Trevor's shoot. turn. Now. I mean, oh, it's Trev. Sorry. I I hate I hate this. I feel like it's calling favorites. It's weird. Um, you know, I I know Chris is a capable guy. I'd probably. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna dig myself here. Jesus Christ. Hey, Chris, want to see a deal to die for? <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm done. coming over right he now. He said it himself, guys. A deal to die for is ready. We deal, got it. A deal to die for is done, Chris. Want to check it out? <laughs> and then words. not provide a link. If it if it so if that was the case and that was me, I'd be like sitting there waiting at the keyboard, like. Yes, <laughs> yes I need it. Where is it? Where's the and, link? And, Come on, man. Trevor will be dead already, and then it would be my fault. Dead. So. <laughs> I would have had my together. face beaten in by the kidnapper. I, I would, I'd be gone. Who says they're gonna beat you? No, I. I just... Also, also, I would do it specifically via Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> because Chris rags on me for how much I'm on Twitter. Which, yeah, I'm on that Twitter is a lot. True. Sorry, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm not on Instagram anymore, though. At least not as much. Um, life update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right, Chris, the, the man, the man who posed us the question. We need, we need an answer from you. Because you've had the I most time like... to think about this. Because you actually were the one who knew the question first off. So the problem is, I'm not sure which answer I want. If I could text anybody, I would just say, man, Dark Skies by Fit for a King sucks. Everybody <laughs> would come to my aid. That is true. <laughs> literally, literally, if you mention anything bad about Silent Planet, or like you say you hate <laughs> metal, yes. I will legit 
Chris would be like, he'd be like, man, I just love me some dubstep country. You know what? Like, I really, all I'm picturing is Chris putting on Twitter being like, you know what, guys? T Swift is fantastic. Everyone be like, all right, T-Swift. something's up with that. Let's <laughs> see, that'd be kind of cheating to answer the question because I gotta pick someone specifically. I would pick Marcus and I would tell him, hey, I'm thinking of buying Space Iron Man for 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You'll know exactly Ooh, what I'm talking about. I would be like, oh. Marcus would be oh, like, you gotta you, go. is it cardboard? You have gotten his attention. Is it cardboard? So there's there's, is it cardboard? there's one, one, one of two ways I know Marcus would react. One would be, I'm going to stop you and show you my Magic the Gathering collection and show you just the, the hole you're going to go down. Or B, yeah, I'm coming over. I'll buy one too. <laughs> Either way, he's there. <laughs> Exactly. And I'll be there. I don't know. If you really want me to rush over, just say you have a Krispy Kreme donut waiting for me. <laughs> well, Marcus, now we know. Krispy Kreme donut I forget. Waiting for you. Do you have any Krispy <laughs> right, Kreme? I'll be, I'll be there in a second. Sadly, no. There are no Krispy Kreme. Well, what? Oh, I, I was well, asking. The closest Marcus one is Washington. But... Oh, there's like one like thirty minutes. Chris, let me check for oh, you. I got you. We I have one near my campus. You got me, fam. We have one we near my campus, and I know um a friend of mine. Sh- her dad actually works there, so she's got the hookup for us. Like she's like, I'm gonna get you guys some free donuts, and I'm li- Chris, like, got, I'm gonna be living this semester, man. Chris, there are three Krispy Kremes: one in Musula, one in Kalispell, and one in Billings. Kalispell. What is with Kalispell <laughs> and having all the good restaurants? I swear. It's time to move, Chris. Time it to move. Time to move. Time to there commute, we go. Man. See, the closest Oof. Krispy Kreme to me is like an hour, like everything oh, else. Closest to me is. I like mean, the closest to, thing that you, yeah, everything else is like an hour. <laughs> well, I, okay, Jesus. Wellington, thirty minutes. So even then, it's not that bad. Wellington. But it sounds like ten minutes away from the Oklahoma border. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I'm three miles from the from the Oklahoma. I might as well be in Oklahoma. He he could he could walk. He could jog right, in second. Oklahoma. I'm gonna actually. No, really, that's right what we now. did. That's what we did in cross country for like practice. We'd start the school and we'd run to the Oklahoma border and run back. <laughs> that's what we did. Field trip form. It was every single day. <laughs> but the only thing that sucks about being like an hour away from everything, I want a Nintendo Switch so bad, but yes, nothing do. around me has it. Well, and the no, closest no, place no, I have to nobody go, nobody has them. No, the That's closest the place. The no, I looked. Real. I looked. The closest place I could go to get a switch would be Dallas. Oh my Texas? lord! Texas, Dallas, Texas. No, Virginia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there are. There's more than one Dallas. I know that for a fact. Dallas, <laughs> Montana, of course. Dallas, there you Montana. go. Dallas, there's got to be a town Dallas, named Dallas Maine. here. Come on, Trev, get your get it together. Um, or and then the other one would be like. What was it? it was like North, like North Kansas City. So it was like kind of closer, I guess. But that's gonna be four hours of traffic. Oh, never well, the mind. Closest, the closest one to me was uh, at least when I looked up like online if there were any in stock near me. It was like sixty-five miles away. So it was like uh, it was gonna be about an hour. Uh, I would, I, I would say, I know this, this is, is like a, a totally different tangent, but I would say like wait till like just Black the name Friday. Of the game. Yeah. Well, I just well, okay. This is actually not a bad idea. This is going to sound really sad, now. and I'm, I'm going to sound really sad, and I'm really sorry. The only reason I want to switch is for three games. I want <laughs> Smash, Mario Kart, and I want Animal Crossing. Those are the only three games I want for a he Switch. He really wants Animal uh, Crossing. Fourth, Dude, I want Animal Crossing so bad. 
Untitled Goose. Sam, you gotta get Untitled Goose game. It is uh, so stupid fun. Oh, I Breath of the Wild! Well, two! Two! Do it! Now. I mean, I've already so. told these guys, but for the sake of the audience, I played uh, Untitled Goose game on Orion's Switch, uh, Orion from BCC, while we were camping, and that game was stupid addictive. Granted, every adult within a 20 mile radius was like, why'd you bring technology into woods? Blah, blah. I don't care. It was fun. I got to torment digital people with my digital goose. <laughs> you know, I was just, you know, flapping my wings for, you know, supremacy and, and honking. It was great. Supremacy. So to, to end off this podcast recording, uh, this, is a, this is a cry for help from Sam. He, he really wants a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> if anyone is near one and can easily get access to one for him, Talk to Sam. Get a hold of him on Twitter or something. I don't know. Help a but brother first, out. First, we gotta wait till that stimulus check hits, and then we can. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, if it hits, or until you sell a kidney, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, I guess three three weeks I can afford one. Well, technically four. I have to be able to buy Animal Crossing. So <laughs> donate some plasma or something, you know? Exactly. I can't donate plasma. I can give blood, but I can't donate plasma. They won't let me. Nah, right. Sorry. It's weird. Well, we'll check your. We'll... We'll ch- uh, check out the uh, medical requirements after the podcast, then. That's exactly. true. I have a rare blood type, so... Wow. Yeah, I just shot finger guns in the webcam, so if any- you guys are missing that. Oh my gosh. Well, on that fourth wall breaking note, thanks for listening to this episode of the Frame Hunter Podcast. If you would like to donate the Sam Switch account, we don't have a Patreon, so you'll just have to deal with it. But if you have any thoughts on any of the topics we discussed today please leave a comment or tag us on Twitter with hashtag Frame100. We'd also like to thank Lots of Toast for the awesome theme music. Please check out his channel and support his work. If you want to hear more from us, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Until then, stay tuned for our next episode, and keep brick filming.